All right, I'm here with my buddy Jesse Romero, <laughs> the one and only, and we're in Florida right now. We're having a good time, and we're going to talk about Harrison Butker. And we're on, we're also on the way to Mar-a-Lago too. We're going right over there to Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Because why? Tell them why we're going to Mar-a-Lago. Look at, as Catholics, we want to thank 45. We want to thank him because he gave us the, th the three justices that we needed to topple this unjust Supreme Court decision, Roe versus Wade. So we want him to see that Catholics really appreciate what he did. Yeah. Now the fight's not over, don't get me wrong. I mean, we're fighting this from state to state, but the fact is uh, he threw down the gauntlet by doing that. And so we're here to show our appreciation as Catholics. Yeah, and, and, and do we agree with every single thing on Trump? Absolutely not. No. Again, because people are gonna ask that question. But I'm just going to look at, at, at the totality of the person. He's the best president that we've ever had in my lifetime. I'm 61 years old. And the fact is, uh, I even documented in a book, A Catholic Vote for Trump. Is he perfect? No, the only person that's perfect is Jesus and Mary. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Aside from that, every time we're going to vote, you're going to choose between sinners. So we have to look at, okay, which person here is tracks more with the culture of life, with the Catholic, with the Catholic faith? And let me tell you, for being a, a Protestant, because that's what he is, and coming back to his Protestant faith, he tracks more with us than Joe Biden. Sadly. I mean, that's, that's what we were saying during the campaign. Now, I think we, my audience knows there's things I'm disappointed about with. Trump. Oh yeah, me too. You know, and we could talk about we it. We could talk about it. You yeah. know, LMNOP. Got to say, absolutely. It on YouTube. And, and uh, I'm not going to defend them. Injections. Okay. Pokey pokes. Okay. I'm so, not going to defend those no. statements at all. No. But I will say, again, on the injection thing, he had the entire world clamoring for this. Yeah. I mean, it was him against the world, literally, yeah. like like Saint Athan Athanasius. Yeah. Uh, he but all he has to do is say, you know what? It he was didn't a have high, the moral it muscle. Was, it was a high-stress time, and, you know, I'm sorry that I pushed it or whatever. And everybody be like, great, thanks. That's great. I just wish we yeah, had he that. Yeah, he would, yeah. I that would be good. But think about it. When you, we're going to see him tonight. When you see people like... When you get to talk to him, are you going to yeah, ask him? I can, absolutely. If you got a chance to bring up the Pokey Pokey or the LMNOP, what would you what would you talk to him, to Trump, about? I, I would say that he should stay out of that. Okay. Yeah. Just stay out of it. Because Catholics are thirty something percent of the population. A thirty. LMNOP is like one percent. Yes. It's, so what I, do you, I would what stay do you, out of those even issues. If, even if you just wanted to be duplicitous and Machiavellian, pursue the Catholics. But I'm going to give them credit for this. In June in this country, because of Obama, it's <clears throat> Pride Month. Okay. Uh, Trump never flew the flags for four years when he was in the White House, like like this president and Obama yeah. did. For, and, and, and also, yeah. when he got into office, there was some piece of an executive order that he, he wrote uh, that, that had to do with the military. I think going back to something like uh, Don't Ask, Don't Tell, which Biden, day number one, he struck that. Right. He, he rescinded it. And so the best thing that Trump could do is just stay out of those areas and do what he does best. He's got that business mind. He needs to reboot this country. Yeah. And have good Definitely. Catholic advisors around him. Okay, so let's say that you get you or I get to meet him tonight. Okay. Well, would you say anything critical or would you just say nice to meet you? 
et cetera? Like, would you actually ask them about the element OP or the pokey pokes or any of these things? I, I would, I would say that his best bet is to have good Catholic advisors around him. I mean, solid guys, like people like Rick Sanctorum, like Jesse, I'm talking, like, and like, like me, like yourself. <laughs> Why? Because who built up Western civilization? It was the Catholic Church. And I think he knows Can that. Can we talk about your book? I think he intuitively... Can we talk about your new book? Sure. Yeah. I'll mention Jesse's it. Jesse's yeah. got a new book. No, okay, it's so, not out yet. It's not out yet. I'm, I'm still writing it. But I mean, do you it, want to talk about it? Yeah, because, okay. because of the dedication. So last night yeah. we were having dinner. That was, that was, yeah. And who comes up to the table but Carrie Lake? She's like, oh my goodness. She's like, I watch your podcast, Taylor Marshall. I was totally shocked, right? Hug, selfie. Can take, can we take a picture, take a picture with you. And then we're talking about Catholicism, which ever since, you know, I think, you know, she struggled. We've all been struggling since COVID and the closing of the churches. And then Jesse says, I'm writing a book called 50 Things You Didn't Know About the Catholic Church, and I'm dedicating it to you, Carrie Lake. And she was like, She wow. was. You could tell that she was touched, and it was genuine. Oh, if anybody came to me and said, hey, I'm writing a book, it's dedicated to you, I'd be like, "Yeah, really? Wow, that's amazing. And one of the reasons I'm doing it is because Carrie's just like a lot of other Catholics post-Vatican II. They weren't properly catechized. They weren't properly right. formed intellectually. And so when you start seeing the scandals in the church, in the Vatican, with the USCCB locally, it's disheartening. Yeah. And that she told us last night, that's why I left and I went to this evangelical church. And she goes, I felt the Holy Spirit. Again, what, she, what happened is her emotions were touched. And that's a good thing. Sure. It's a good thing to have your emotions touched. But, but we have to rely on the intellect the, primarily. And yeah. the Eucharist. Oh, of course. Well, the, the Holy Mass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Confession of our sins. Absolution. I mean, man. Yeah, there's if, a if whole I, lot there. If, if somehow you could you could avoid all the embarrassment and the scandal and the effeminate clergy and all this stuff. And your hierarchy saying things like, get the pokey poke, it's an act of love. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we all don't like that. And if I didn't have the anchor of the Eucharist and the Mass and the Catechism and the yeah. Seven Sacraments, well, yeah, why, why would you stay around? I get that. I told her. I, I told her husband because I had a separate conversation with him. Nice, nice, nice guy. We're gonna see him again right now. Uh, I said, "Look, it, it's real simple. Protestants love Jesus. Catholics love Jesus. We agree that He's John fourteen six, the only way to heaven, the way, the truth, and the life. But here's where the difference. Here's the difference. Catholics, we also love the church He established. Protestants have a conversion to Christ, and then they go." Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. It's it's Baskin thirty one flavors. Yeah. It's take your pick this weekend. Catholicism is if you love Christ, you love His bride. Yeah. Again, that that's that's just it's part of the family. And once a Protestant gets that, they say, ah, oh, that makes sense. And now, going furthermore, Jesus. This is the only church where Jesus Christ gives Himself to us entirely in the Holy Eucharist. Then I told him, I said. Protestant worship, especially the evangelical high-octane emotionalism, that's foreign. That's foreign to the Old Testament and the New Testament. The yes. Jews worshiped in liturgy. And, and I, we talked about it last night. When you go in the Old Testament, what percentage of the kings and the high priests were holy and good? Very few. Like, Very like, few. Like 5%. Yeah. Because so, I, I did a study So you can't it. just say yeah. in the Old Testament, well, the high priest is corrupt 
and the king is corrupt and his court is corrupt. So I'm going to go across the Jordan River and I'm going to start the new Israel 2.0 and everyone who's holy come with me and leave these scumbags behind. You can't do that. Had you done that, you would have left the true church established by Yahweh in the Old Testament, the true exactly. religion. And so you have your Ahazes and Manasses. We have them right now. I just tell people, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Also remember, now you, I, I was looking at this encyclopedia, uh, uh, the Oxford Dictionary of Popes, and I saw that there was about 19 bad popes historically. Okay? That's what I came up with. That's the list I came okay. up with. Uh, and I did kind of a deep dive on this. Well, if you look at 19 bad popes... Out of at, how many? 200? 267. Yeah. And yeah. I think Pope Francis is, is going to be on the list, my opinion. Oh, That's yeah, my he's opinion. on the list. Okay. He's no, on he, the list, he won't be a, no. <laughs> Pachamama. But, but I, wasn't, I wasn't counting him. It was okay. 19... Right. He'll be, 20. Now, here's, okay, here's, the point that I'm making counting. is that that's about what one out of 13 posts is bad. That's not bad. Why? It's a that, Judas that, ratio. That, exactly. It tracks with the New Testament. It's a Judas ratio. One out of 12 was bad. Today, one out of 13 popes are bad. Yeah. So we're tracking right with the early New Testament church. And we're technically doing better than the Old Testament high priests. Oh, way better. Our ratios are like, up. They're like 95% and, corrupt. And if you remember, who was the first high priest? Aaron. What did Aaron do? He built a golden calf and everybody worshipped it. But you right. couldn't, at that point, you couldn't say, hey, Moses, your brother, he's kind of sketchy. Pause, right? Kind of sketchy guy. Uh, I'm going to go over here and start my own priesthood over here because I don't like Aaron. Aaron was the guy. By the way, I want to say something. We got a beautiful view. I mean, Taylor, looking out. Should I show him? It's gorgeous, man. <laughs> Look at this. Unbelievable. And that's, I think that's Mar-a-Lago right over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. So we were invited yeah. to this. And I'm honored that we've been invited. Yeah. Again. And we're having dinner with you, you can only change people through I've never been to Mar-a-Lago. Me neither. Of course. I've seen it on TV. Yeah. So we're going to go have some conversations and talk to Catholics. I think everyone's Catholic tonight, right? Yeah. I this think it's all a, Catholics. Well, no, there's a, there's a few Protestants. Okay. Uh, okay. Carrie Lake and her husband. Okay. Ex-Catholics. But my goal is. On a journey back. On a journey back. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially. And tell them about Carrie's ring. Oh, that was amazing. Because I told her last night, I said, now it, it's ever since she had the election stolen, uh, I include her, me and my wife include her, on a decade of the rosary. Uh, for her specifically and for the stolen election. And I told her that, and she was touched. She wouldn't say, why are you praying to Mary for me? You know, she, she didn't go that. She was touched, I could tell. And then she showed me, she goes, look at my ring. Because she saw my, she goes, what is that? I said, that's called the Miraculous Medal. And I said, this is called the St. Benedict's Medal. She goes, the St. Benedict's Medal? I got a St. Benedict ring. And she showed me the St. Benedict ring. She wears it. It's a golden ring, and it has St. Benedict. It's beautiful. And it was she took it off. And on the inside of the ring is the other side of the yeah. St. Benedict, which is the key one, because yeah. that has all the exorcisms the on it. Yeah. Get behind me, Satan. Right. What is it? The infernal dragon. Yeah. All that stuff. Right. And, and she's wearing it. And I, so I give her, I just give her like about a 30-second catechesis on St. Benedict. I said, he's the patron saint of exorcism. Sixth yeah, century exorcist yeah. and all that. Yeah. And she was, uh, you could, she was, she was uh, taking it in. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, something else I want to mention. It was pretty cool with Harrison Butker at the, at the Super Bowl. That was awesome. That was so cool. How many people will ever... the picture up. Yeah, how many people will ever have the opportunity to kick to the witness. winning field goal for a Super Bowl? 
with 11 seconds left. 11 seconds. It's amazing. All, all the sports world was looking at him. It was do or die. And guess what? As he kicked, his brown scapular came out of his jersey and was flapping in the wind. It's awesome. I mean, here's the picture. I'm trying to... The know, it'll, it'll show. Yeah. yeah it will show. The I mean, Blessed Virgin Mary was all over that. And and such a witness because he, he himself gave glory to God. And he, he served the traditional Latin Mass. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I have confirmed I will be doing an interview with Harrison Butker about it. So awesome. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be legit. Here it is. Boom. There it is. There it is. Wow. You can see his scapular flapping out of the jersey yeah. for the win, you know, for the Super Bowl win. Yeah. Beautiful. Taylor, here's another good news item. You heard what happened to Father Hollowell, right? Yes. Unbelievable. So Father Hollowell, oh. when we went, when we did our pilgrimage to the Holy Land, there's about 80 of us that went, New St. Thomas Institute. Our chaplain was Father Hollowell. So we were having mass with him every day. He said mass for us inside the tomb of the Holy Sepulchre of Jesus. And my son Blaze had his first communion from Father Hallwell at the tomb of Jesus. He had his first communion at the tomb of Jesus Christ. Did he have the brain tumor then when he went with you guys? Well, I, it, it came out after that happened. Okay, came We out. didn't know he was sick then. Okay. But then after that, he's like, I got this tumor. And, uh, and now he's healed. Eight. He went to Lourdes. Completely healed. Unbelievable. Again, the Catholic faith was started with miracles. It started with the resurrection, and the miracles have continued to the present day. It, it, it's, here's something interesting. Benny Hinn was asked. It's, it's, Benny Hinn, the Pentecostal? Yeah. He, they asked him. There's about 10,000 people at one of these mega churches, and they asked him, uh, Benny, Pastor Benny, whatever they call him. It's on YouTube, this interview. He, they asked him, what... In what church do we find more miracles occurring? So there's 10,000 people that are all expecting him to say, oh, of course, the Pentecostal church. You know what Benny Hinn said? The Catholic. He said, more miracles occur in the Catholic church than any other church. You could have heard, that was a mic drop moment. There's 10,000 evangelicals who said, what? They're like, oops. <laughs> and you know what he said? Because then somebody asked him, why? Why would that, that occur? He said, because they have the Eucharist. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. It's on YouTube. Benny Hinn. I'm going to send you the link. Benny Hinn said, because they have the Eucharist? Yes. So something's happening there. He's reading John chapter 6, and it's so something's I once happening. talked to a charismatic guy, and he said he was talking to a bunch of charismatic Protestant pastors that were all under the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, and, and, yeah. and they all confided that Mary was very powerful. <laughs> But they were like, we would never preach that, but we know it's true. And I was like, that's amazing. It's so dishonest. Like, how would you know that Mary, the mother of God, is so powerful, and yet you would try to hide it? Isn't that weird? Wow. Uh, so, well, should we wrap this up? Yeah, let's wrap it up because bu the bus is going to leave. The bus is down there. we got to get on the bus. We're going to go to over. I think that's Mar-a-Lago right yeah. there. Yeah. We're going to go over there, and we're going to have dinner. And We're going to do what we can. We're going to build bridges. The keynote speaker is General Flynn. We just had we just had a powwow with him right now. We say that? Yeah. No, we can't. I really did. I, did. I, really did. I blew it. I blew it. And then, um, and then this dinner, and then, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll get an opportunity to say something. Or say Hail Mary with him. 
Yeah. Right, so we should say Hail Mary now. Yeah. All right. Nomine Patris et Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Santa Maria, Mater Dei, or pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et ador mortis nostre. Amen. Nomine Patris et Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right. Awesome. All right, let's go do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, buddy. Thanks for watching. Remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless. Jesse Romero. All right. We're gonna All go, right. We're going to go out there and represent. Represent the one true faith.